Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ventures Podcast. I'm taking a little interlude from the Web 2 and 3 product and code series that I'm teaching on this podcast to introduce, reintroduce my good friends, Joel Ferris and Mike Anderson. Three of us, along with one of Joel's colleagues, are going to be participating in a webinar on March 7th at 4 p.m. Pacific time on the internet of places. And so if you're curious about the future of work, the future of cities, the future of how humans are gonna be interacting in spaces that bridge digital and physical, um, this would be a great webinar for you. So in the show notes, you can go register and get the, the free link to the, to the video uh, webinar. And we're gonna be covering a lot of things that I've talked about in this show, including Web3, why blockchains matter in the future of spaces. Uh, Mike has been starting and scaling tons of different startups across uh, Web2 and Web3. So he's he has a lot of insight into kind of the future of entrepreneurship in this space. Joel has a holistic background in, in design and innovation and entrepreneurship. Um, and so how we talk about this topic, specifically how the, the, the design of these future digital physical uh, spaces can actually help humans flourish. That's what we're going to be getting into. So in this podcast, we're going to we're going to just tee that up, just a quick little 15-minute conversation to, uh, to to introduce the ideas that we'll be talking about on March 7th. So again, go click in the show notes to register for that, so you can get the link. And again, for those uh, who are watching this. You can also listen anywhere that you get your podcast. You can just search for Ventures and this, this episode should show up. And if you're listening, you can also watch. We, we do have a video of this. You can go to wclittle.com and there you'll see more extensive show notes as well. So with that, please enjoy this conversation with Joel Ferris and Mike Anderson. All right, Joel, Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Really, really great to have you back. There, we have a very exciting upcoming Internet of Places uh, seminar, webinar on March 7th um, that I'm delighted to be able to share and talk more about. So this is a quick promo episode. Joel, would you mind teeing us up? What are, what are we up to here? Yeah, so you know we've all been having this conversation for a few years now about the convergence of the digital and the virtual and the physical and how these worlds are coming together and colliding. And I am especially excited to unpack this with you two, given this, you know, the time and, and uh, level of energy you've invested those last few years in, in the world of Web3, uh, you know, starting new DAOs, thinking about blockchain technologies and the promise for everything from healthcare to self-sovereign identity to uh, NFTs and crypto. And right. So there's there's a really fascinating conversation here and, and and as well in the built environment in the world of architecture and uh as we're talking about the future of work as we're talking about urban centers and urban cores as it relates to population density coming out of the pandemic how we think about revitalization of urban cores uh how we think about the commercial real estate industry right and what i want to do is connect these two conversations i think there's a lot of really interesting confluences here that could be unpacked just a few years ago, uh, in our design labs at Ginsler, uh, we facilitated a, a new ventures program as part of our, you know, uh, ongoing incubator of, of new ideas and services. And one of the things that came out of that was a speculative design project around the haptics or the emerging haptics of the built environment. 
how do we think about this trajectory of you know analog to digital touchscreens to VR and just XR in general? And, and what's kind of the next evolution of that and how we interface with the world around us, right? Um, we often talk about Web3 made, you know, the world digital and Web3 is making the digital in the world. And how are these things going to continue to uh, emerge as experiences for, for users, for people? And so we've been thinking about this and thinking about... Um, what is you know what would it look like if a real estate developer, for example, decided to go all in on Web three? You know what would that business look like? Would they establish a DAO instead of a S corp, right, as the entity? Would they instead of traditional leases negotiate smart contracts on chain that are tied to tokens? Would there be a purpose built trust in which this DAO exists to ensure that? the community is benefiting from the value of the tokens themselves. Would uh, occupants and tenants of this building be in, uh, incentivized through the use of POAPs, right? And other uh, place-based or tethered types of tokens or collectibles or NFTs uh, as they relate to place. Could NFTs be the digital twin of every piece of material in that building itself? Uh, traded on the market with a dividend kickback to tenants, right, as a part of the DAO. I'd love to hear your thoughts on all of that. What do you see as possible emerging use cases in the overlap of Web3 technologies and the built environment, specifically as it relates to commercial office spaces and real estate? Mike, why don't I go first? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah go sounds, for it. Sounds good. So I remember being a kid and going and seeing the house of the future at Disneyland. You get to see all the things that didn't exist yet and it let your imagination open up. And I feel like that's the exercise we're doing here. Right. And so what is possible, right? And so we have this idea that digital and physical are merging. Like your phone, this is a great example of bringing the internet with you wherever you're at, the location, it's got an eye, it's got an ear, it's got a brain. It's really aug augmenting each one of us. <clears throat> the first set of companies like Uber and these sorts of companies really took advantage of that and grew off that platform. Well, now blockchain allows us to be able to make representations of physical objects on a digital space. So it's it's uh, it's bringing a whole set of tools kind of like mobile that will probably be used um, in a lot of cases in uh, commercial buildings. And so I actually have um, I have a friend right now who uh, has has been working through how to merge the physical legal system to the on chain legal system, because that's where the most friction is right now. Um, and he's been setting up uh, the ability to, to tokenize securities where he started with a $100 bill and then they bought one condo that they securitized on chain. And now they've bought one apartment building. And so they're in this process of being able to do all the legal uh, work that needs to be done to be able to bring a commercial building of some sort um, on chain so that ownership can happen that way. And their goal is to be able to enable um, uh, tenants people who are renting to be able to start building equity towards buying one of these units. So it becomes a, a way for a apartment building to be able to bring in good uh, renters who want to invest in the place for the long term, but then also turn that into a real estate business. I think we're going to see the same thing happen with commercial tenants of all sorts, even down to I could see the key being an NFT by itself. So it goes, you can go everywhere from how do we finance this thing? How do we incentivize tenants to how do you open the front door? All those things are possible today. Yeah, I love that. 
super interesting. The future is here. Yeah, I mean, just growing up, right? This Tron, the stories of Tron, Snow Crash, Ready Player One, Inception, Matrix, questioning reality, right? There's more and more of us over the last 20, 30 years, 40 years that have been thinking about this. What is reality? You know, how, how, what, what is, what is real? Is it any less real if I spend most of my time in AR, VR, XR, whatever? And then, but here's the thing. Why does that, why does it matter that the, the digital and the physical are coming together? Why does it matter to think about the heuristic of, of the internet of places? Mm. And there's two things that, that come to mind for me. One is that there are still lots of people <laughs> suffering in this world and, mm. and not just in the developing world, the in mental health epidemic. I mean, it's really bad out there. And so if we as entrepreneurs, as designers, as thinkers, as operators of companies, as investors can orient everything that we do toward actually helping human beings, that feels it feels like we got a lot, <laughs> plenty, plenty of white space there to, to get after it. Um, and, the, and the second thing, as it relates to this conversation more directly, what's the big deal with blockchains? Here's what I think. There's just a lot of bullshit out there, a lot of lack of transparency, a lot of corruption. What tr what blockchains give us is a transparent ledger of ownership of a thing. And that's right now digital things like money or these non-fungible tokens, but a public ledger that people own a thing or have are transacting a thing is we're just at the very beginning of why that's so powerful. So yes, I think the future real estate developers are going to think about, ah, oh, okay, how maybe I can orient humanity toward good by avoiding corruption and, and promoting transparency in this public ledger of this stuff. And that implicates itself through money, through the smart contracts for the rental things, through interesting use cases for utility behind digital twin of physical things. I mean, even in that, right? Every question, right? Because I've been investing in the space for six, seven years now. Every question comes down to why is that valuable? Where's the utility? How is this not just another Ponzi scheme and actually not helping humans flourish? Uh, so I'm curious to punt, to give the mic back to you, Joel. How are you thinking about this whole conversation in terms of how how this is actually potentially very helpful for humanity? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think that there's a, a significant conversation happening in the world of architectural design and real estate around what it means to own physical environments and ownership, property ownership in general, mm. and property ownership being one of the major economic engines of our capitalistic economy. And in that regard, one of the biggest challenges that we have is in designing a system of real estate that works for more people, mm. more equitable way, mm. right? Historically, you've seen cities and the development of you know commercial real estate be very disruptive. Uh, and in the last 20 years, there's been a major pivot towards thinking about development in ways that is far more equitable to communities that's not displacing populations of people who have been there for generations that's not uh raising market rates 
beyond what people are able to pay taxes on so that they get, you know, basically, you know, economically bullied out of their own homes. Uh, there's there's a lot there that I think these the convergence of Web3 technologies in the built environment could begin to address as a mechanism for transparency, but also for shared ownership, right? Rethinking power and decision making and economic distribution mm. in 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 communities. Mm. Uh, while also continuing to incentivize through fair market, you know, competition, uh, the design and creation of really amazing spaces and experiences. And so you look at what, you know, for example, Microsoft is doing in, in Atlanta right now and building their campus there, the way that they've engaged the community, the way that they're designing for the community in the development of that workplace as a large corporate campus. Uh, here in Seattle, right, thinking about the way that uh, companies have really invested at street levels in terms of the amenities and the ways that uh, community value is being created through that amenity strategy. Ooh. These are these are first initial steps, but I think there's a long way for us to go um, in how we think about you know development and how we think about good environments and good experiences in the environment. And then what that means for, you know, kind of up the ladder, our experience of work, right? If you think about the carbon impact in the positive that the pandemic had, we stopped driving to work. We stopped driving to city centers. We stopped going to the office. Almost 3 trillion tons of carbon were immediately negated because of that, right? And so what does it mean to be connected across places how could we rethink proximity and rethink what geography means for our ability to access people and community and belonging and knowledge and learning? There's a massive distribution of access and equitable access to those things when we take geography out of the equation, specifically proximity out of the equation. And so to think about an Internet of places, how could you access place as easily as you can access knowledge in Wikipedia? right? Uh, what does that world look like? And I think that opens the door to uh, rethinking community, rethinking prosperity, rethinking belonging, and our ability to juggle and meet the demands of work and life holistically in a healthy pro-social way that's just better fundamentally for more people. Mm. So I think there's a big conversation to be had there, and I'm, I'm looking forward to unpacking it further with you guys. And uh, my own colleague, Greg Gallimore at Ginsler, uh on March 7th. It's going to be a fun conversation. Yeah, Mike, you've, you've uh, built and scaled a ton of companies. Like, what's, What excites you about this, this conversation of internet places, of bridging the physical and the, and the digital? Like, what, why, what, what motivates you yeah. to come to mind in this, in, the, in this conversation? I mean, we're at, we're at such a unique point in time in history where, like, we're going to a website like ChatGPT that's like smarter than most of my friends, right? Like, and my friends are smart people. And so that change is happening at the same time as I live right, you know, I live right by the Amazon campus in Seattle. And so um, I'm watching uh, probably one of the preeminent US, uh, you know, city redevelopments happening right here in my backyard. And, um, and I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing that that change is all happening in these places and then working their way out. And so 
this is what our culture is going to be for the next 20 to 50 years. And we're going to be building it right now. And we're going to be um, choosing how we work with this technology, how we bring people along for the ride or how we exclude them from the ride. And so it's important that people think about this because the easy money is always just going to be in the selling to rich people, right? It's way easier to sell to rich people. Um, how can we create, how can we create a place that's better to be in? Right. How can we, you know, like my personal opinion is that it's going to get more and more difficult to have a lot of square footage, um, you know, for for the regular person. Having an office at home starts to get tighter and tighter. I think more of us are going to be living in the cities and uh, being able to create interactive experiences that allow a place to be able to change um, are going to become more and more important. For example, like I'm sitting here on the seventh floor in a building uh, in Belltown. And uh, on Wednesday, a 75-inch flat screen TV that looks like a picture frame is going to arrive. And so my kitchen table that I'm talking to you at now is going to return to being a kitchen table so we can start hosting people. And my TV is going to be my new uh, screen. And it's going to, you each will be like six foot tall in it. And so it's going to feel more like I'm with real humans again. And, uh, you know, when I'm not in the office, when I'm not driving into the office, then I have my portal to everywhere else. And I think those are some of the things we're going to see is I think we're going to start to see much larger screens so that this doesn't feel like I'm talking to little, little people (laughs) that I can stand up, you know, like we all have chiropractic bills. Like we haven't really adapted to that yet. Sitting at these chairs is not helpful at your own, in your own living room. Um, Just all this stuff, like we need to think about it. We're going to need to innovate our way out of a lot of our problems. They're not going to take care of themselves Mm. and they're going to compound and grow faster. So that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, Joel, uh, Joel details here. March 7th, uh, March 4 p.m. 7th. Pacific time. How can people, do people need to pre-register or what, what is that? What's, what's that like? Yeah, so we'll include a registration link in the show notes for this episode. Um, that will, uh, you just fill out, you know, put your name and email in there and we'll send you a calendar invite that will have the Zoom link. Uh, it's a virtual webinar. You can join us from anywhere in the world. And it's going to be a one-hour conversation, uh, the three of us. And as I mentioned, my colleague, Greg Gallimore, will be joining us as well. And yeah, we're going to dive further into this conversation and, and begin to tease out some of these ideas uh, and talk about the Internet of Places. And so what's to summarize then, the pe- people who are curious about what should tune in to this webinar? Mm, that's a great question. I think... If you're interested in the future of work, if you're interested in the future of real estate, specifically as it relates to commercial real estate and urban cores and centers, the future of cities, Mm. how technology is going to continue to uh, transform our cities moving forward into the future and and the experiences that we have in the built environment in an urban context. Uh, If you're interested in Web3s and emerging fringe use cases for Web3 technologies outside of the core kind of what we hear, you know, the, the the headlines in the media around crypto and NFTs and all of that. If you want to think about use cases that go beyond some of that core and think about, you know, where Web3 may be applied in more tactical ways uh, today, uh, all of that and, and more. Uh, yeah, you'll be interested in this conversation. Love it. All right, gentlemen, this is great. I'll look forward to that conversation. Uh, Take care. I appreciate your time. This is a great teaser, and uh, I'll I'll definitely uh, look forward to March 7th. All right. Thanks, Will. See you then. Peace. All right. A couple quick things before you go. 
Number one, I have a general newsletter where I write about technology and startups and health science and teaching people to code. And I write about a variety of different subjects that we talk about on this show. So if you go to wclittle.com, there you'll be able to subscribe. And you'll also be able to subscribe to particular topics. If you're just interested in one or a few of them, you'll be notified right when I publish new content in those areas. Number two, my partners and I at Proto Ventures have a portfolio company called Startup Rocket. If you go to startuprocket.com, there you'll be able to receive coaching guides and customize an operations framework for you and your team and your advisors to be on the same page in terms of what is the appropriate next step for you and your entrepreneurial journey. And finally, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review anywhere that you have listened to this podcast or watched this podcast, it'd be super helpful to help those who might be interested in consuming this content as well. Thank you.